This time, it's Personal, a music review podcast about sharing songs and telling stories. I'm Jamie. And I'm Galen. Let's listen to some music. Welcome to episode two. The artist I'm going to present tonight is Ida Maria, a Norwegian artist, and this song came out uh, on her debut record, Fortress Round My Heart, in 2008, and uh, the track is called Oh My God. Find a cure, find a cure for my life, find a cure, find a cure for my life, find a cure, find a cure for my life, find a cure, find a cure for my life, oh my I am so glad that you picked Ida Maria because I love Ida Maria. That's, I am so into Ida Maria. That's um, radical. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm not surprised you've heard of her. <laughs> so, so this is I, I'm I'm glad you picked Ida Maria because uh, I have some good stories about Ida Maria. The same friend who introduced me to the Cure introduced <laughs> me to Ida Maria. The same Unreal. friend in high school. Um, he like was. I don't know. He had his little secret treasure trove of of music that nobody had ever heard of before, and he was like, "Yo, check out! I don't have you heard of Ida Maria?" <laughs> and showed me the music video for "Oh My God," and I died, <laughs> and I turned into a human skeleton that I am today yeah. because Ida Maria is incredible. Um, but specifically, this track "Oh My God" is like has the most energy out of any song that's ever been made ever in history (laughs) the last episode we talked about using uh music as like medicine and this is one of those tracks that like if you kind of feel you know like a little shitty not 100 percent here there is nothing like a big smashy track like this to just make you feel like just ready to take on the world which is so wild like it's just it, it takes you from zero to uh I don't know, ready to kick down a door. Yeah, I uh, hear that. Very man. quickly. So, uh, the main line of the track is Find a cure, find a cure for my life, find a cure, find a cure for my life. And I love it because it's such a dramatic line, and the entire track is kind of this like big, splashy thing, but it's kind of about uh, like not feeling great or like feeling anxious or weird. Um, because so many of the lyrics are just about like, you think I'm in control and like, I don't know. I, I like the idea that there's somebody who's ostensibly like a big musician uh, saying like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And like the energy of just shouting that from a rooftop yeah. feels like so triumphant to just be like, I don't know, man. You don't do that in real life, but it's this track does that uh, and it lets you have that. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I wish I could stand on the roof and scream it <laughs> and feel the same way. But yeah. yeah, yeah, there's something definitely freeing about that total, like, uh, open honesty, full blast. Right. Yeah, without fear. So why'd you pick the track? What's the... Uh, similar reasons. Um, I did not hear about this years and years ago. I heard this artist on the radio at the beginning of 2018 and it hit me like a truck out of nowhere right when I needed it because I was in sort of a downward swing. I was feeling a bit lost, uh, if not totally lost. I was having like, I mean, any time, any creative person or even any of us probably feel like, um, a bit of like the phony syndrome, like oh, no yeah. matter what imposter you, syndrome. imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. And like, especially around creative work and always second guessing myself and without a component, like I felt I was also missing like an emotional component of somebody in my life mm. to confirm at the end of a day that I was doing things right. Or if my art was good and like, if my creative output was being appreciated by anybody or if I was just blowing away in the wind for, for no reason. Um, so I, I felt like an imposter and I, I was feeling 
a lot of the stuff you described just now about what she's saying, like she's not in control and like she doesn't know what's going on um, and she's looking for a cure. Like when I when I first heard the song, I freaked out and I told multiple friends that day and I listened to it a ton um, and and it started helping me. It gave me like a, a sort of confidence um, that it was okay that I didn't know and more than just confidence, it gave me the courage to tell people that I was close to that I was feeling like an imposter, mm. like that I was low on self-confidence. Um, I, w I felt like I was really in, in the shadows and I wasn't able to like step out into the light where I wanted to be and where I feel really good. I just didn't have the courage to do it. And then listening to this song got me talking about my feelings a little bit more and got me pumped up listening to this like at home or in the car or on a walk. And like every time that the energy level picked up in the song, like even right now thinking about it, like I could feel it like in my shoulders almost <laughs> like it just made me open up my chest and be like, ah, it's all right. Like, just face it full blast. It's better to face it full blast, even if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what you're talking about, um, than to be afraid of your own opinions or afraid of that people won't like them or won't respond in a nice way. But it's like, that's okay. Like, it's okay if people don't respond in a nice way. Like, I still want to share my opinion. So that's how I felt when I listened to it then and when I listen to it now. And it still fills me up. And I hadn't heard that song for probably months until yesterday. And it popped up on a playlist and it crushed me. And, like, it also was like a, a little bit of a time travel to think of how far I've come since the first time I heard the song to how I'm feeling currently which is more confident, more like I, I stand behind my opinions more now than I did at the beginning of last year. Out of all that, there's an element of freedom that I feel from that song, like this freedom to just be myself, by myself, loudly. Right, 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 right. That's a really cool feeling to feel like an overall sense of freedom just from listening to a song, you know, um, especially... Like it picks up in the middle and at, at towards the end when she really did yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh building my it. God. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Like, it's just shouting. That is the moment of shouting it from the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's weird. There's some weird guitar stuff in there that I like. That's almost like it feels like um, like a fairy dancing around or like um, some kind of like a little moth fluttering around a light. The electric guitar does these jangly little. Like all over the place and it's not like a lead line it's not really a melody it's just sprinkled like all around the place and it's not part of that big driving right hammering sound it's um it's more like a little seasoning just around it and i like it i don't know maybe it like holds me in that pocket before things are about to really erupt mm -hmm. and i like stuff that keeps me there um there's lots of elements of this song that feel like a hammer is being pulled back, like a bow and arrow, you know? It's like, and when it flies, it flies so good. That's cool. I didn't catch any of the guitar stuff, really. Like, I, I, I've heard it so many times, but I still have not really... I was listening for stuff like that, and I just always, like, my attention is there, and then somebody's immediately screaming, oh, my <laughs> God, like, right directly in my... I'm like, oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, I wanted to go back really quick to to uh, the bit you were talking about, about just, like, the freedom and instilling confidence because it reminded me of a conversation that I was having uh, with my roommate, which was about, uh, like, imposter syndrome and this sort of thing where you're, like, fluctuating between different creative pursuits and you aren't feeling comfortable. And he told me about this thing that I had never heard of, but it totally tracks with my experience, which is this sort of um, spiraling or like, imagine like a DNA strand. Mm -hmm. So you've got these two strands that are interweaving back and forth, this sort of helix. And it's your skill of observing and your skill of executing. And it, specifically, this was about drawing, but it could be in any sort of creative pursuit where sure. sometimes your skill at uh, executing is super high and you're like I'm amazing I'm really doing well like everything is coming easily yeah. and then all of a sudden your skill at observing catches up with you and now all of a sudden you feel like garbage you're like I can't 
I can't fucking do anything. Like I, I can't draw, I can't make anything, but you can see it in your head and it's just never as good as you can see it in your head because your skill at observing is now better than your skill at executing. But the thing is you're always going up, right? You're right. always getting better. Right. It's just one's always building on the last one. Whoa, that's totally interesting. And I love that this track is like the, is the through line. It's it, it's the momentum part of it, which I think is I don't know that feeling is awesome. The the feeling of not having to worry about that and just have the momentum that like I'm always I'm always progressing. Right, is super cool. Yeah, it's like no side really has a chance to uh, outrun the other side. In, right, it, with a song like this, right, like you're uh, everything's sort of even. And yeah, pa- running parallel and up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, I like that tune quite a bit. Uh, I, so I have a bunch of other like lyrics that I wrote down here that I just thought were super interesting. Pin a smile on my face is such a, I don't know. You, you, you understand where that's coming from, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, I have to pretend like everything's all right, which it's a survival tactic that we all have to use, I think. And like, it does take a lot of confidence to maintain it. Right. I think that's why people fall apart inside because it's such a, it's such a burden to put that much effort into holding up something that's not real. Totally. Well, and that was actually the, the other lyric there is fortress around my heart, which I feel like is is another one of those like survival mechanism things where it's like you wall it off and don't get affected so that like you can you can maintain the smile um, and you you keep going. I don't know. I the, All those lyrics, I feel like create this really vivid picture, this really vivid emotional picture that's all backed by so much just like vibrant pounding energy yeah um the, i don't know it's it's a hard song for me to even break down because it's such like a bit like it's such just a slap in the face yeah um and it's like it feels too surgical to like cut it apart mm-hmm. but yeah it's just i keep coming back to that like core energy that's so like intoxicating um the other thing is and i, I wasn't paying attention to the guitar but the drums get me every time because uh-huh. they're like this person has so much energy and just has to it has to come out in some way uh-huh. and it's just in fitting with like all the instrumentation and the vocal and the track that it's like this feels like an energy that's trying to be contained and you just cannot and it is bursting out of all of the people performing the track yeah definitely that's wild i, I actually hadn't thought about that uh with the drums but thinking of what that session might have been like since all the stuff we're feeling from this song, imagine you're on take 10 yeah. in the studio and you've heard it and worked through it and <clears throat> the words started coming, the energy's all there. If you were playing, especially something as physical as drums, yeah. you're playing the drums to that. Maybe the drummer was in, intoxicated um, by the song itself. That's wild to think about. I bet it, I bet it washed over everybody in that studio when that was going down. Totally. So, uh, that is a, such a good segue to the most interesting part of this song, which is the last like third of a second where there's a dude that you can hear. He stands up and starts clapping. Yeah. What the what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the coolest part of this whole goddamn song <laughs> yeah. is the fact that there's just that little moment where you're like in the the you're in the energy of the song and you're there and you're living it and it's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then you like all of a sudden get the context of like, oh right, there are people performing this in a studio with engineers and like somebody is like, All right, we got it. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. I've never heard that moment before, and I've heard this song hundreds of times. All right. I've never picked up on that little piece. Yeah. And it, like, completely changes my picture of what this song looks like. Mm-hmm. I would bet it, I'd bet all my money that it was, it really happened at the end of a keeper take when they were emotionally floored. Like, you could, we could go in, any, anyone could go in and add any sound effect to a, to a song. But that sort of <clears throat> genuine moment, that clapping, that was part of a take. And then when they played everything back, the engineer probably just forgot to delete or mute it. And it was there. And they felt it like that. That moment happened for real. And right. it, and it, this makes me think of something. I think it might have been an Ani DeFranco song lyric <laughs> now that I'm thinking of it. But it stuck with me saying that a record 
is just a record of an event. And I loved mm. that. Like when you're thinking about a musical record, mm-hmm. that's immortalized. I feel like the what it does for me is actually remove a lot of the thinking about the production because it now makes it a real moment as opposed to something that was just produced cleanly and mm-hmm. you they you scrub out all the extra stuff and you just go okay this is the guitar this is the vocals whatever it turned it from like a track that was its own little magical thing into like a thing that happened in a room with people with air in it yeah that like you know somebody was sipping a cup of coffee while this was happening sure and then probably did a full spit take on the you know engineering (laughs) desk yeah right there's another bit that that really caught me which uh it's it's small um but it's the way that people end songs i feel like oftentimes is overlooked like i think that this one is such a good like it's the only logical way this song can end so the only way you can do it is it just falls apart and all of it just sort of clatters to the floor because there's no way any (laughs) human person can contain that much like power over the course of an entire recording session. I love that. The imagery that just comes to mind for me is a bolted together, like souped up old bus or something for whatever reason. It's just like, it's like a band of people hanging out the windows and like hanging out of a hand cut sunroof. Yeah. Like driving 600 miles down the freeway in this like janky bolted together thing that just at the end, all the parts are just falling off of this car and it's like down to the frame. It reinforces the power in such a cool way Mm -hmm. and the like the momentum in such a cool way. Yep. We're, we can only take this thing up to that speed if we're willing for it to just completely fall apart. Yeah. yeah. I love it, man. I so desperately, the only thing that I've ever wanted in my entire life is to listen to more Ida Maria right now. Yes. Please let me uh, listen to the next track. We have another song here for you to listen to. Uh, the next song I'm going to play for you is from the same record, Fortress Around My Heart. And the track title is Keep Me Warm. Pour myself a cup of coffee full of sober nights Cause nicotine and caffeine are my friends in this fight And you, you keep me warm You There you go, Galen. That's my second uh, song to share. You brought the mood down. Changed it up a little bit. Well, now I feel sad. This 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 track always hits me off this album. Um, it's interesting because uh, again, because I heard this from like that same friend in high school. Um, at the time, it had very sort of specific connotations for me relating to like whatever was happening in my life then the um weird sort of high school times and like those feelings um specifically though it it like brings me back to being in this friend's house like late at night mm-hmm. and having sort of like somber moments cuz definitely this friend at a certain point in high school had like some pretty dramatic stuff happen with his family and stuff and like I was one of the only people that hung out that he would hang out with and like talk to and so we had a lot of these like you know stay up till like three in the morning and he'd just be like smoking cigarettes and we'd just be talking on his porch and like that's where that kind of brings me yeah it's like this very sort of slow somber like you're in it together but you're kind of brought together by the like the the quiet sort of misery I don't know. It's like more introspective. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. More introspective. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I understand that feeling about this, <laughs> about the song. Um, so it, te- it transported you back to that time though, when you first heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than, more than relate or pull you into any current thoughts or. Yeah. Or I feel like I'm, I'm less that way now. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I, I resonated with that a lot when I was in high school because, 
being an emotional teenager and whatever and having dramatic stuff happen in high school and then also having friends who were like in really deep hard places at the right, time. Right, right. Um and I definitely have felt that at, in in my adult life but like not as strongly and I don't think I've had that many of these type experiences recently where like you're really like lose track of time and it's you know four in the morning and it's you're watching the sun rise and you've just been talking all night about like why the world is the way it is and stuff and it's like sort of sweet but also somber and like you, uh-huh. you look back at the conversation and you're like it's it's not the type of thing that i want to really think about that often mm-hmm. but it sort of feels good to be able to commiserate about just like the world's a hard place to be in for sure yeah i mean um as well i think i'm different than you it sounds like in this situation because i still do stay up till four in the morning randomly seeing the sunrise and um going into a more somber um sad not like hopeless but um sort of sad introspective space Mm -hmm. which i love like it's a special place to me um i have to choose when and when not to go there and i didn't get this i I didn't get to listen to this song in high school i only heard this for the first time last year so effectively 10 years after it was released um and it did put me in a place like your friend's porch smoking cigarettes and it still does like transport me to a to a space like that there's a lot of the lyrical content that just goes straight into my heart you know like right out the gate um i've uh i've never had any issues with drugs or alcohol but i've always had this longing to not drink Mm. uh and i've had this like longing to experience sobriety because whatever i'm 36 so for the last until i was allowed to drink and probably a little bit before that i've really enjoyed partying and it's just such a normal part of my life um that this thing over time grew where I wondered what it would be like, wonder what my life would be like if I didn't. And, uh, the times that I think about that the most are usually like (laughs) after I've been drinking and it's four in the morning and I'm listening to songs like this, but, (laughs) but, um, but I think the bigger picture here is part of the reason that I enjoy having a drink or, and staying up that late is cause I, I like going back to that weird place that was so much more accessible in Mm -hmm. younger years, like in high school where, yeah, all you needed was a friend in a porch and like the time flew by and you were there and there was all this drama around you and everything was so new and all these feelings were so new um, that I kind of could just get there. It was an accessible feeling. And like later down the road, as years pass, it's harder for me to get to a place like that. Um, that is like, to me, like a feeling, but it's also very visual. And, uh, and when she's singing about cigarettes and coffee, like I have this place in my mind that's like sort of like a cabin or a front porch or like this cozy seat by a window that you always go to that you can Mm -hmm. think you can write you can like travel backwards in your mind palace like and you can count on it like it's a space that i don't know if i've ever been to where i i visited the actual visualization in my mind but it's a place where people sit and smoke and drink coffee there's probably a wood stove uh all the wood is worn in on the floors and it's like this space and this song it's like a this song like teleported me to this special place that I'm always longing to be um, pretty much instantly um, and without substance involved. And it got me right to that spot and then hit the hit the topics of like, you know, taking a sober night. I'm just going to write and drink some coffee and like be here, which means that could probably last all night. So it was an instant access um, to that. And then it goes even deeper and further when she starts getting into uh, like a lyric like, I can play the games because I know all the rules. When I heard those lyrics, I could relate to it mm-hmm. because it's not that I'm super smart. I often don't feel like I'm the smartest one in the room, but I do feel sometimes that I'm really observant. Right. Okay, so being really observant about it also 
enables you to be socially manipulative. I feel like there's there's something in that of getting lost in observing. If I focus on that too much, where I get to is this place where I'm not actually engaged with what's happening. I'm just watching what's happening yeah. and I'm watching how I'm responding to what's happening. Totally. But I'm not really there. I'm not really participating. What, I have a metaphor for it that I've used for a long time and I don't, for whatever reason, I haven't talked about it much, but it's just a thing that is always the imagery for me is like your the way you are or the, the person you are is this balloon and sometimes you can feel it floating away from your body and it's not like you're dissociating from your body. The majority of your focus is now at yourself from a third person perspective going, what's that guy doing? Yeah. And I, it's always sort of a feeling where I can like feel the balloon drifting and have to like and grab it and pull it back. For me, I'm still at a point in my life where maybe I'm on the swing away from those feelings mm -hmm. because I've had them recently enough to like feel super affected by them. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm still in the like, getting back to feeling comfortable feeling those feelings. Mm -hmm. And so what's nice about a track like this, and it, it's apparently a theme in our podcast, but it's just like songs providing a safe space to feel that way. Yeah. Um, I like tracks like this because you can feel that. And then the song ends. Yeah. You don't like, and it, you know, going back to the, the cure track from the first episode where it like it leaves the door open. I also like tracks that just sort of close the door and go, okay, that's it. You don't have to deal with it um, yeah. because I definitely feel with stuff like this, it's an easy rabbit hole for me to get there and then feel not able to deal with that. Like, it's not nostalgic for me. It's more just difficult and mm -hmm. messy and I have a hard time getting out of it. Yeah, I, I feel you. It has a nice punctuated ending. There's, um, there's another part of it that's you keep me warm sometimes is like you keep me that comfortable mm. that... Mm -hmm. uh, I stick around even if it's not right. It, there, there's something in that of like, you keep me warm and the imagery of cigarettes and coffee that feels very much like this, we can share in this misery together. And that's like, what's keeping us together mm -hmm. is that we can feel bad together, mm -hmm. which as I've learned in the past Maybe not the best idea. Maybe not the most. Uh, I, I think you're so right. <laughs> beneficial to your mental health. Right. Intermission. We're definitely not. So we we brought the mood down. You brought the mood down. I'm going to blame it on you. Yeah. Brought the mood down Changed a little bit the there. Mood. Changed the mood. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I'm going to bring it uh, right the heck back up uh, with some, <laughs> some real energy from <laughs> a little group called Super Organism. Okay. Uh, and we are going to listen to their song, Relax. song is insanely good <clears throat> i uh my mind is blown right now like what is that man Ugh. i really want to listen to it like a bunch more times in a row right now but <laughs> that's a good that's a good review yes definitely listening to that uh later tonight and probably for the next couple of days in a row um yeah i felt a lot from that song uh 
I'm pretty grinny right now. <laughs> it definitely pulled me all the way out of the feelings and residue from the last song we listened to. And I'll, yeah, is it? Do you talk about why you picked it, or is this where I talk? Who knows, man. I'll talk about a, a little thing of why I picked it, but I want to hear your thoughts primarily. But I am super glad that the like synergy of that worked because I specifically picked this track because I thought it had some interesting dichotomy in that like it's a lot of it is about like trying to relax in a super chaotic world and there's sort of some ties to some of the tracks that you picked and the themes which like couldn't have worked better no especially the segue perfect Uh, yeah uh i absolutely love it there's a bunch of stuff i want to talk about um but basically the main thing and the, the reason that I, I picked it is because I feel like this song really encapsulates where my brain is at a lot of the time with just sort of like anxious manic energy. There's just like shit going on all the time and there's like car horns and stuff passing by and like people shouting and crowds and it's like you're constantly just trying to track all this stuff happening everywhere. And the only thing your brain is telling you to do is like, just relax. It's fine. It's okay. Just It's okay. Just, constantly. Just try to con... Yeah, calm down. And like, especially, I feel, this song I feel like is more in my like creative moments where I have a lot of manic energy, where like, I just have so many ideas and I'm trying to track all of them. Uh, But it also feels a little bit like the anxious energy where it's like, you're getting lost in trying to track all of this stuff. Um, Just, just, just cool it, dude. Mm -hmm. Just try to like bring it down to a two you're at like a 48 right now i need you at like a (laughs) maybe like a two or three (laughs) i had a similar response although the first time i've listened to this song i can safely say i've never heard this and it's such a treat um i also picked this song because it's just nonstop foley and i thought that you would delight in that yeah there's so many cool sounds going on i couldn't place a lot of the stuff happening which really fed into my response to it which is uh one of the things i felt was similar to what you just said like there's so much going on uh and i find great comfort and oh a place to relax within that world within the cacophony of madness like sometimes i need a certain amount of things happening and distractions happening uh, to actually relax into a certain zone. Whereas like the song we listened to before, it, I was talking about like when everything gets so quiet and still, you forget about all the day-to-days and you can really be in the moment. The same thing can be found with a track like this, but the opposite of quiet and still. It's like <laughs> there's so much, there's just, oh, I shouldn't say so much. There's just enough going on that I can find a place to relax in the middle of it all. You know the feeling when you're driving and you listen to a song uh, in the car, you're on the road, and there's just enough that your mind is doing with the cars passing and the traffic and you're driving down the highway, there's just enough motion and commitment for your hands and your brain to keep you in your lane uh, and not swerving around that it allows my brain to relax enough to hear the music that I'm listening to in the car in a deeper way and think more in a deeper way, in a relaxed way. Um, because I'm just there's just enough going on to keep to keep that busy. Right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got pulled in right off the right off the top and there's like the chime going mm-hmm. on like a ding ding and the first thing that I thought about was like a door ajar to a car. Yep. Like so it's like that that sound that your keys are in there and the doors are still open. Um and it was that sound in real life is annoying to me, but this it felt inviting. Like instead of oh crap I forgot my keys, it's hey, why don't you get in this car? The door's open. We're about to go we're about to go somewhere. And especially on the first listen, I was ready to jump in like right. full feet forward. Um and it pulled me in with that dinging that was instantly incorporated into the beat and it lost its door ajar um qualities right really fast. Like it 
I was starting to write down some uh, notes and feelings about the samples that I was hearing until so many <laughs> hit yeah. me that like I couldn't even register this it. This was just a challenge for you to see how many samples you could identify in yeah, three minutes. I have to approach it again. No, if that, if it was a game, I would only focus on that. <laughs> but um, I did love the variety of the samples, and they were not of any certain genre. It wasn't a theme necessarily that I picked up on. It was more like a little bit of everything coming at you from places that are unpredictable. Uh, there's no way to prepare. You just have to take it. You just got to take it all. Like yeah. it's, it's coming at me, and there's nowhere to hide, and that's okay. Yeah, the the sound effects that were all throughout it, there was some Foley elements grounded in like real life sounds, and there was some more um, ambient recorded type sounds, crowds, mm-hmm. and just spaces that were right. like being injected and then instantly pulled away. So you couldn't go there and be like, "Oh, I'm at a cafe uh, in Paris," or "Oh, I'm at a train station." It was like, "Wait, what?" what huh? Totally, I don't know where I am. <laughs> yeah, to, to me that that completely feels like this like what i imagine for the music video for this or what i imagine is like happening in my mind all i can see is this like super quickly cut like slice of life thing where you're just checking in on like half a second of somebody's life in a moment where something's happening and then immediately cutting away yeah and there's like you're just getting that's as much context as you get of their life is just like, bop, okay, you're in a train, oh, and it's not even enough. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're somewhere else looking at somebody else's life. Um, and I, it actually is reinforced in the beginning for me, at least something that I was picking up on this listen was the, the intro sequence, and I wrote it down specifically, is like the car door sound, and then there's rain, and then there's a soda can being cracked open, and then there's somebody snoring. Uh-huh. And it's all blended together, but to me, it almost read like multiple characters. Like you're getting introduced to like these people who are in the middle of their lives. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when the whole thing explodes, you're just seeing these little snippets of their life, like the snoring guy, like catching the train in the morning. And you're just getting like a fraction of him waiting for the train as a train's passing by. And then yeah. like a fraction of somebody at a ball game. And you're hearing the crowd cheering and then a fraction of somebody like, you know, brushing their teeth or whatever. And you're just seeing these little pieces of their lives as, as they're going about their day. These days, there's so many channels on television. It doesn't work and they don't make the same cool sound as like TVs did, like in just the early, earlier days of just like cable television with the button that's on the television and like maybe the remote, but like, just like hammering through the 15 or 20 channels that you had. It was just like, single man. You could almost tell what the range of things that were available to watch were by those little, little things. If you did that all the time, just like, chuk, 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 mm-hmm. chuk, chuk. it was so satisfying in a way to channel. I think channel surf, right? right. Like that's like, that's what channel surfing was to me. These days it's all digital. There's no cool sound and it doesn't go as fast. Yeah. Like you can't just like <laughs> hammer through it. But this this re- really made me feel like that, the way the samples were coming at me. Serious banger. I mean, yeah, the beat, the music, it was wild. Um, the oh, My overall note about this song is it was relaxing to listen to. It was fun. It made me feel excited. It made me feel um playful and like uh confident uh because just because the the driving like banger nature of it just filled the space around me with like a good vibe i mean it feels like riding on a parade float yeah like this song feels like confetti is everywhere and you're atop the biggest parade float with gigantic macy's day parade Uh balloons everywhere Elbow, elbow, wrist, 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 waving away up there. Yeah, it really felt great like that. Um, And then it ended, and then it ended in a a way that I didn't expect um, with a sample of like what I heard was like a frying pan Mm. or it sounded like a frying pan to me at the very end. And the first thing that made me think of was like frying eggs. Mm. Um, that classic sound that was drilled into all our minds of the egg cracking 
hitting the hot oil from like this is your brain this is your right. brain on drugs right. like that was the very first thing i saw when i heard that sound the second thing i i saw and felt was just making breakfast like which is like a cozy start to your day like here we go um but then, like, and this is all in just that little frying sound. I'm like, but then the frying went a little longer, and there was no egg that dropped into it. And it started making me think of, um, like, a deep fat fryer, you know, which would be, like, at a restaurant for French fries or whatever. But to me, it was my dad, who, who passed away years ago. Um, my dad and I, on special occasions, would get out this little home deep fryer and, like, just him and I, um, usually when my mom and sister were out of town because they didn't like the smell and like, it was our thing. And like, we'd have this moment and we'd get out the fryer and we'd get out everything that was in the fridge and like try deep frying everything. <laughs> and it was really special. And like, I mean, I miss those times. And like, it was so goofy and silly and weird and experimental to do that. I mean, we tried to deep fry everything like out of the fridge like carrots mushrooms <laughs> stuff out of the cupboard granola bars you know string cheese <laughs> everything and that crackling of that oil at the end to me that's where i settled it reminded me of like a silly time a special silly feeling um there's another line in here that i think is really cool which is um it's just a simple line that's breathing in, breathing out. And it's sort of the context that that brought to the track for me that I think is interesting is like what it makes me feel like ultimately with this whole cacophony and this whole thing is kind of like zooming out. Like you're, you're looking at the, the planet from space and you're just seeing just earth. And what that lyric kind of says is like, it's like all we're doing is just breathing in and breathing out. Like it's, with all this cacophony, the only thing we're really doing is just existing and it sort of simplifies things and it sort of makes the like view of little snippets of everything feel more cohesive for me because it feels like just looking at everything and going, okay, mm -hmm. like I can just accept this. I can zoom out and just see it as it is, which is a lot of things all happening at once and just being okay with like the thing I'm doing is just continuing to exist. Yeah, I like that. Great tune, man. Great. Well, you ready to uh, kick it up a notch? Kick it, kick it up from this. Kick it up a notch. This is. I don't know. This is stage one of the uh, the rocket taking off, and we're the boosters are being shed, and we're going into the stratosphere. They're warming up. Oh dear. Uh, all right. Breaking the atmosphere. I think we're going to need to install seatbelts on this <laughs> these office chairs. Because uh, the next song we're listening to here is Prawn Song. Oh, have you ever woke up from a daydream? Realize that the world's gone crazy. You people are all the same. Going blah, blah, blah. Don't bang, bang, bang. Oh, I'm a laid back girl. Floating sun looking down at the world. Just sipping this kind of thing You do you, I'll do me Chilling at the bottom of the sea bouncy as hell <laughs> <laughs> i warned you yeah <clears throat> i had a hard time listening to that in a seated position <laughs> right yeah i felt like i was in a bouncy castle in the best of ways which most bouncy castle experiences are the best of but so bouncy so catchy um so underwater so many things yeah so i really quick i'm gonna jump in because you were asking me off mic uh about <laughs> the group and asking me no you know, whether i should say some things about the group off mic um <laughs> so uh, yeah just to give you some context so uh they're a wild group they are like a i think like a seven piece band maybe and they're from all over the world the lead singer is a 17 year old japanese girl 
Um, the uh, Jeez. like a bunch of the uh, band members are from like the UK, and uh, one of them's from Korea. One of them is from uh, or two of them are from Australia, um, and they're just from all over. And uh, they actually use instead of like playing samples when they play live they actually like take bites out of apples and open soda cans and splash around in buckets of water that's Um, awesome and they all have like choreographed dances and like all the little like Woo! And like things that are happening in the background, or like people <laughs> laughing, or whatever they do, where like somebody will pull away from the mic and, no and laugh, or or you know clap or whatever, or you know squeak a little horn. Um, and so they they uh, are bouncy and vibrant as all get out. They yeah. are like one of the most crazy dynamic groups I've ever seen in a performance, and it's all so wild because it's this wild vibrant group with this like tiny sort of uh apathetic seeming japanese girl at the front singing these lyrics that's wild i mean the fact that they perform all those sounds live i would kill to see something like that yeah do they do they all live together or they, they all do? They live in a big house in the UK. Okay, and all make music together. I have not heard this band, but I have heard about this band because mm-hmm. when you're explaining that they're from all over the place, I think I heard an interview with them. But yeah, they all live in one house and they yep. just create together. Um, how do they all connect? You know. Uh, so apparently, a few of them were in a band before. And the singer, she saw them like on YouTube and then went to one of their shows and just befriended them. And then <laughs> they formed a band. Yeah. Like she just basically like f- stalked them on the internet and then found one of their shows. That rules, man. I love stories like that. Like it was supposed to happen. Yeah. The prawn song. Prawn song. Yeah. Um, I got a couple thoughts and feelings about it to share. First uh, first of all, the first feeling that came over me really fast, when everything hit, like there was this big bass push, instrumental push that came in and overpowered the lyrics at the, at the beginning. And it, it felt like this giant hug. Sort of like putting all your blankets on the bed and being under like this weight of blankets, but in a, co- a comfortable way. I felt really safe all of a sudden. Um, during the last song... I felt good, but I was like, oh, crap, this is insane, and I'm all over the place. Even though this had a lot going on, it gave me more of a sense of safety mm-hmm. than the the track you played before. The lyrical content, which didn't hit me at first, but by the end, due to repetition and mm-hmm. like the idea of the word prawn started actually sinking in deep enough to get it, was so tiny and almost meaningless as an individual entity right like just kind of like how you can think about us as humans sometimes it's like as an individual out of the bajillions of people on the planet it's like how many prawns are in the sea but there was a cool contrast between the tininess of the idea of a prawn and the relation to us as a small thing on the, on the the bigger picture but the bigness of the song and how how important and special it made me feel like wrapped around me there was a cool contrast in in sizes, right? Like, and it, well, and I don't know if you caught the the sample that's um. There's a sample that was kind of near the end about prawns and about like their their function together. I missed it. So there's a sample where it's saying like prawns are like each prawn is is it it might be from like a like National Geographic or something. It was like. <laughs> And I feel like that's kind of the whole idea behind this song, behind their whole group, which is like, they have another song called Super Organism, and it's just about like being powerful as a like the hive mind that you are an individual, but you are part of something bigger. Cool. And so that was part of the reason I love this song is because it sort of has a little bit of an explanation behind their name. Another thing about it was um, whenever I hear the word prawn still, it takes me back to this summer that my parents sent me by myself to Ireland when I was like 
10 or 11. And I remember it vividly. Like it was quite the big deal because it was like, okay, you're growing up now. I grew up in an Irish family. And it's like, you're going to go stay with your grandparents that live out in the country, like, and fish for a living still. And so it's like, okay, cool. So I went and it's like, what are we doing? Let's go play. I'm 11 years old. It's like, no, you're getting up at 5 a.m. tomorrow and we're going to go pull prawn pots. Like, mm. you know, so it's like a crab pot full of prawns. You go out in the boat. It's freaking freezing. The boat reeks of fish. And it was like, it was an experience that I hated, like, for the first half of my trip. Like, I hated getting up early. I still do. And I hated the smell of the boat. It was like old fish guts and stuff. And it was just grim it wasn't like the kind of playful vacation i was looking for but then halfway through the trip i realized that my grandparents were like respecting me enough and treating me like an adult like not like my parents it was like you're going to work get up get your rain gear on we're going out and it kind of acted as a bridge from like i'm a little kid to like wow i can get some respect i'm less of a tiny thing and more of a bigger one of the group one of the group the the sounds are really interesting in this one because this one is actually more cartoony than uh a lot of their songs a Mm -hmm. lot of their songs have a lot of those real sounds but this also has a lot of like slide whistle like and like goofy cartoon noises yeah and it feels like spongebob to me (laughs) because it's got that sort of like beachy guitar in there and it's all these cartoon sounds and me for whatever reason the imagery for me is like taking a road trip along a coastline in a bright pink Jeep. (laughs) And it's like just this weird, surreal, like pseudo, I don't know, Miami vice colors, sunset across the ocean, like weird cartoon dolphins diving out of the ocean Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Seagulls flying overhead. Yeah, (laughs) Like it's just, it's, it's so like, goofy and cartoony and what it was kind of cool when you're talking about the sort of the ending of the last song where it's this like free safe silly space i feel like that's where this puts me like talking about music as medicine this one is completely my cure for like i'm not feeling inspired i'm in my own head this is my like guaranteed cure for i just need to like feel goofy and silly and carefree Mm -hmm. and this song immediately does that for me because it just takes you to this world that's so it has a message but like if you're not listening to the message so much of the world is just slide whistles and splashes and goofy words about prawns and it's so easy to just go like (laughs) it's so true none of it matters man like (laughs) this is just whatever and it sort of is even tied up in the lyrics. Some of the lyrics earlier on are kind of just about like sitting around and relaxing and hanging out and like it being okay to do that. Uh-huh. Um, and there's even lyrics in there. Like uh, it's like, have you ever seen a prawn in a pair of handcuffs? Have you ever seen a prawn uh, start a world war? And it's all of these things uh, just about like, have you ever seen a prawn do anything? Yeah. And it's sort of like, eh, prawns ain't done nothing to nobody. Like we're just hanging out and, kicking back and yeah taking it easy um and a lot of the things are just sort of like it's cool to do that man like it's you know we're not bothering anybody to just kind of hang out and have a fun beach vacation with cartoon dolphins in our pink jeep (laughs) yeah it sounds ideal right yeah i think we'd be all be a better off if we were a little more prawn like (laughs) (laughs) i like that now i know about like we talked about the playful nature we talked about having a safe feeling in a silly space, but it's really cool that this is an automatic transport for you. Like it's a button for that. That's reliable. That's a powerful tool to like know about. Yes. Uh, how'd you first hear this? Uh, I believe this was an NPR tiny desk and Mm. I think they opened with this song. The tiny desk is amazing, but I'm pretty sure they open with this song. Super Organism for me is kind of that button already. Like just all of their tracks have this whimsy to it, to to them that like really take me to that place. Uh They all have different flavors and they all kind of take you to slightly different versions of that. But like in general, it falls into this category of music that immediately just kind of makes me excited and vibrant and happy and like goofy and bubbly and like that it's a good place to be. And it's a good music to just have on hand when like, I mean, it's been, it's been one of the things that's in my headphones at work 
like almost every day leading up to recording just because like being in that space is so much fun. Yeah. It's just so like carefree and you're just like, I don't, I really, there's nothing bad that could happen. Like it's, everything is fun. Everything is goofy. There's no problems. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Between those two songs. Yeah. Setting, setting up for relaxing on the, on the first one and then actually going to a relaxing place like this. It, It does have a beach vibe. I, I noted like the sounds of the bubbles that they played in there and it does have a very underwatery yeah i I like the spongebob reference a lot when they do that live they put straws into soda cans and like (laughs) blow bubbles into it it rules it also reminded me of like um taking a bath Mm. which yeah totally is something that i don't really do that much um but there's something like vulnerable about taking a bath that's different than taking a shower for Mm -hmm. me and i thought about that when i was listening to it like although silly and playful there's a certain amount of vulnerability maybe it's because my guard was down right this song made my guard drop instantly which i guess is the point like like or what you use it for medicinally Mm -hmm. like it's just like let's be silly um and it's kind of nice to feel that vulnerability and a few times in my life like I've taken a bath with someone else and it's like, that is insanely vulnerable because it's like, there's nowhere to go. There's not really always enough room for two people. It's a bubbly, playful, squeaky place. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great metaphor because, and I think that especially like taking a bath with somebody else, which is a very weird thing to do. Yeah. This is the moment where that, turns from like awkward and uncomfortable to like this is going to be goofy uh-huh nobody is going to be comfortable like i'm gonna slip and fall and it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be goof as hell yeah and like we're just gonna live in that and that's when you go like let's celebrate that and throw in the bubble bath and get the little toy tugboats and yes. ducks out and you're just pushing them around with somebody like uh-huh that's i this is embracing it's like the goof part of it and just going, all right, Yep. this is going to be vulnerable and weird and uncomfortable and I'm loving it. Yeah, like, for both of us. The- choo-choo, here comes the tugboat. Yeah, exactly. You got the beard of bubbles go- <laughs> going on and like the big bubble bubble hairdo. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it levels the playing field. I think songs like this do level the playing field. There, There's a moment at the end of the track that I thought was – was such a weird fun but also very weird turn and i don't know if you caught it's super low in the mix and it's very like it's it's super low in the mix but it's this little bit that is this weird gritty distorted voice just chanting over and over prawns are your friend prawns are your friend i missed that are your friend (laughs) and it is it's weirdly sinister right at the end of this like super bubbly fun track Mm -hmm. and i kind of love that like their tracks tend to have this world behind them that feels uniquely them and like i don't know what that means Uh but voices like that show up in their tracks a lot like these weird deep distorted voices Uh and it might just be a fun thing they're doing but it also feels like it builds this other sort of like bed underneath this other little secret thing where it's like we know more about this wild weird vibrant fantasy cartoon world that we're building than you do yeah and there's like there i mean i i kind of always go to adventure time where it's like that show from the jump seems like just fun whimsy and and complete goof-em-ups and then there's like some real deep weird dark stuff underneath for real this sort of feels that way where it's like those little hints make me think like oh Maybe maybe there's something else in here yeah. that I'm missing. A deeper narrative going through all of it. Yeah. And yeah. it might just be it might completely just be for fun, but I love sure. that it gives me that feeling. Um, regardless of whether it's there. Yeah. I like that feeling. It's something more to to chase in mm-hmm. farther. It adds a little bit of mystery. There was a a lyric in there, I don't think I mentioned this already, but there was a lyric in there that said, You people make the same mistakes. The cool thing about mistakes is tomorrow is a different day, right? Like the cycle was about to turn. And I like the the hope that it gave me that 
yeah, y'all make the same mistakes, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. We can just try again tomorrow from this beach full right. of bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> For me, that the imagery of that is the cartoon dolphin pulling up in the pink Jeep and <laughs> beckoning for you to get in the Jeep, right. hop in the whip and go yeah. on this road trip. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like everything that you've played for me so far, I can't wait to listen to them in a binge format. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to This Time It's Personal. Our intro and outro music was made by Diogenes and myself. Links to all the tracks used in the episode will be in the show notes. Be excellent to each other. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.